Maggie and Perloff from Radio Row is sponsored by Southern Recipe Small Batch Pork Rinds. Small Batch Big Taste Crunch, a low-carb snack that delivers on bold flavor. Look for them in the snack aisle at your local grocer. So glad to have you. We're here on Radio Row and a man who knows a lot about pork rinds, actually. This mm-hmm. is a nice little segue. Someone who's a, a f- obviously former football player, but... To be honest, Mike, Radio Hall of Famer yeah. is what, you know, hits yeah. me and Perloff right no, in no, the no, heart. No, 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 no. What? He was on Buddy Ryan's. Yeah, team. yeah, I knew yeah. you. Appreciate he, the, the defense part of it. Yes. He could have been, he could own Amazon and I wouldn't care. <laughs> let, let me tell you the tough part about that is I was talking to Hassan Reddick earlier this week and they got there. And he grew up an Eagles fan, obviously, you know, yeah. went to Temple and such. And but it was like the McNabb and forward area. He wasn't born when we were playing. Right, so right, right. You want to talk about feeling old? And by the way, did you walk the treadmill and watch games? Yeah. So I'm I'm now a veteran of this, where I have to watch football on Saturdays and Sundays right, for like right. twelve straight understood, hours. Understood. Understood. Finally, after all these years, I'm like, I need to move a little bit. Ooh. I'm sitting on the couch. You know, we do this for a living. Right. So I between the uh, for f- football. First half of the one o'clocks and the four o'clocks, I'm on the treadmill and I'm really doing it. That's impressive. Thank you. My thought process is I, it's impressive, but I ain't doing it. Oh, okay. um, <laughs> is I will work out hard all week, so the weekend I'm not doing that. Smart. I am sitting on my butt for 12 <laughs> hours and watching if I'm not calling a game. Right. Yeah. And Sunday, obviously, I mean that is you're going to blow it out. I imagine food wise, uh, Super, Super Bowl. Oh well, this I'm I'm, I'm actually on the broadcast team uh, for Westwood one oh, we know oh. it. doing the radio so it's me and Kevin Harlan Kurt Warner and Laura Oakman yep. so I'm doing it the second year I'm doing it so I'll actually be working well, so yeah. I'll get I'll get some media food up on the press box not the same. Uh, but it's absolutely yeah. not the same because you're eating nachos on air you'll hear that the, the you will nachos. you will. Yeah. I don't care but they care yeah really, <laughs> wait but really can uptight. you sneak some southern recipe pork rinds up there oh I'll, i always have a bag of those with me. yeah, yeah. but I, I feel like you really do like that's I'm not, not a lying. line i feel I'm like you lying. have them no that's that's for sure <laughs> one thing about those buddy ryan eagles i had this conversation the other day what if there was a coach in today's nfl who put a bounty on the opposing kicker and executed said bounty and bragged about it how well, far is that from today's NFL? Well, I mean, we saw Greg Williams when he got suspended, what, for the year yeah. when he was with the Saints for having the bounty. Right, but he didn't talk about right, it no. the way Buddy Ryan Nowadays, did. you'd be banned from the league. Yeah. I mean, you, you absolutely would because all that happened. I mean, all that went on. I mean, what Greg Williams got suspended for was going on all the time with bounties and such. Okay. But again, if you want to talk about, I mean, before people say, oh, man, what a jerk Golik is, it was honor amongst thieves. Mm. You couldn't collect if it was an illegal hit. If you got a penalty, you didn't get the money. It had to be a clean hit that that knocked him out of the game. Wow. Does that make it any, any better? And, wait, wait, how, <laughs> and how did you get how did you get any bounties with Reggie White and Jerome Allen? And me? those guys must have collected a lot. Oh, of Oh, Jerome money. Brown and, and, and oh, sorry, yeah, Jerome Brown, Jerome yeah. Brown, Seth yeah. Joyner, and, and 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 Reggie. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Listen, a lot of people when 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 you get a bounty like that, you're hustling for the money, man. <laughs> <laughs> Mike Bullock is joining us on behalf of the Gridiron Greats, and it's Pork Rind Appreciation Day and the Gridiron Greats, which is fantastic. We'll get to more of it in just a moment. All right, you know defense. I mean. Yeah. And this Eagles defensive line is getting a lot. You mentioned Hassan Reddick already. I mean, what is Patrick Mahomes in for against this D front? It, 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 it's amazing because this is the first time you've had four guys with 11 or more sacks. Yep. You know, three with 11 and then Hassan with 16. So, like the other side, you kind of game plan or watch where Chris Jones is going to line up because he can go inside or outside. What are you doing against Philly? You know, where are you double teaming? But what Kansas City will do? So, everybody, when you're watching the game, 
There are a lot of bells and whistles in the Kansas City offense. A lot of motion, a lot of movement, a lot of, a lot of window dressing. That's Andy Reid. But they'll also use that and they'll chip. They'll use a tight end or a back and to just kind of slow down the edge rushers a, a half a step to give Pat more time. But there's no doubt he's going to be running. So the question is, he's got the high ankle. It only takes one little twist the wrong way, one little turn the wrong way to see if he can start hobbling again. Or is he just going to do, you know, the short passes? Dump the ball, get rid of it. You know, Jared McKinnon, who had nine uh, touchdown receptions, that's a running back. Get the ball out to him, hit some quick slants. Or, of course, get the ball to Travis Kelsey over the middle. Do you think Patrick Mahomes can do that? If, say, he does, can't run, contain his game, throw the ball quickly, he always wants to make a play and hang it. Well, he does, and that was a problem for him because he wanted to make a play Mm -hmm. and instead of checking down. So he's kind of learned the art of, okay, let me take what they're giving me instead of holding out for more. He holds out for more in this one. He's going to get smacked mm-hmm. around a lot. Mm-hmm. He's already – understand, 70 sacks in the regular season, that's usually a third of the amount of hits you're putting on. So mm-hmm. pressures, you're talking in the high hundreds that the Eagles are able to get and put on the quarterback because it's not always just about sacks. It's about moving a quarterback off his spot. Mike Golick is joining us on behalf of the Gridiron Greats Assistance Fund, which we'll talk about because it's fantastic and it's giving back to those who built the game. And we appreciate that for sure. Uh, But flip it over quickly to now Kansas City's defense. I mean, it's Chris Jones, Frank Clark. Chris Jones actually dealing with a cold. Did you guys see that? He's feeling sick. I mean, have to imagine he's going to be fine for Sunday. But, you know, how can they apply pressure to Jalen Hurts? Well, the thing about the first thing is stop the run. Because that's what the Eagles want to do first, because you have an extra runner in Jalen Hurts yep. with the power quarterback runs. So you got to be able to do that, because if they can run the ball, man, it's going to be tough to stop them, because then play action is going to be a breeze once you start to slow down that mm-hmm. D-line. So probably running the edges more, because you got Chris Jones in the middle to try and occupy that. I think what they'll try and do, Chris Jones moves around a lot. We saw him over at left end in the championship game getting that final sack. Yep. But you got Lane Johnson as the right tackle for the Eagles. Now, I'm sure Chris Jones believes he can beat him, but you want to look for that matchup, that better matchup. We did that with Reggie White. Move him up and down the line, find more of a weak link. And I think it'll be over the guard. you got Dickerson, the left guard, dealing with the elbow issue. So I think it'll be over the guard. So you bring up a backer, maybe fake a blitz occasionally to occupy Kelsey for a beat and let Chris Jones kind of try and get that push on a guard. That's kind of the way I'll see, see that going. Our friend Peter King wrote on Monday Morning Quarterback, or sorry, Football Morning America, that the Eagles offensive line is considered by some one of the great offensive yes. lines in history. Now, I think of the Cowboys offensive lines you went at yep. as really, to me, that's the greatest one I think I've ever seen. Do you put this current well, Eagles line man. in that conversation? Tough to go in history. Yeah. I mean, go back to the Steelers when they won in four Super Bowls oh, yeah. in those years. I mean, phenomenal offense. There's been some great offensive lines, but they are a great line. Am I going to rank them in the top three or five history? That's tough to do. I'm bad at that kind yeah, of thing. Okay. They are good, and the key for them is they stayed more healthy this year. Mm-hmm. But you got three Pro Bowlers and two Pro Bowl alternates in there. You got Lane Johnson, Hall of Famer, probably. You got Kelsey as a Hall of Famer uh, as well. So it, it's it's a heck of a line. Mike Golick joining us on behalf of the Gridiron Greats Assistance Fund and at Pork Grind Appreciation Day. I mean, you know, you got two really great things there. We can't do it in a moment. <laughs> yeah. uh, we talked about the lines. We've talked about how you see this kind of playing out. X factors. I mean, something weird always happens in a Super Bowl. Right, what right. do you think it's going to be this So, time? defense possibly scoring for Philadelphia. You like that? Okay. And offensively, look at the backs. Isaiah mm-hmm. Pacheco, 
because he's a 4-3 guy, and, and Philly can be a little susceptible to the run. So if he bounces one outside, or I, I, I said before, Jared McKinnon, yeah. catching the ball out of the backfield. If Pat has to get rid of the ball quick, get it to a guy like that. So the backs for Kansas City, all the talk is Mahomes and throwing the ball. It looks like they'll have all the receivers, I think, except maybe for Hardman. I think yeah. it would be out with the hip. Uh, but watch out for the backs for KC. Yeah, not to mention Kenneth Gainwell, who yeah. as an Eagles fan, even I, I'm like, Kenneth Gainwell is this good? What <laughs> yep. is? Have you, can you remember a guy who stepped up in the playoffs like that? He's it's been amazing. He's been great. Miles Sanders has a career yeah. year as far as, you know, rushing touchdowns and rushing yardage. So they got it going on right now. Mike, tell us about the Gridiron Greats program. We know this is important to you. Yeah, it is. I've been on the board of the Gridiron Greats now for a while now. And a recipe, uh, our Southern Recipe Small Batch has done a great job in partnering up so it's porkrindappreciationday.com is a website to go to and instead of snacks we want you to pick sacks pick the team you think is going to get the sacks Mm. sure a lot of people are going to go with the eagles on that one you can win five thousand dollars in a year supply of pork rinds which is pretty darn nice but i think even more importantly than that and this again thanks to southern recipe small batch is the money that goes to the gridiron greats assistance uh program the way I, I, I put it is when a guy's down on the field, a teammate's down, you reach your hand down and help him up. It's kind of what we're doing. You know, the players that played, you know, in my time and way before me as well, don't get a lot of the benefits of the CBA now when you're, when you're a, a former mm-hmm. player. So things as simple as, you know, doctor visits, dentist visits, mortgage, uh, getting a ride somewhere to one of those things. That's what this does. We assist them in the everyday needs that they have because yeah. they didn't make the money that we made or guys today make or, or, or get a lot of the benefits, as I said. So it's a great program, and it's just about helping those players that need a little bit of help because I think a lot of people have a misconception. If you played pro ball, no matter when, you're set for life. Yeah. Yeah. And that is just not true, just yeah. not true. So it's a great thing to help them. That is awesome. And Southern Recipe Small Batch and doing a great job yeah, helping everyone. You know, I would imagine – this would be torture for you, which is what Aaron Rodgers is doing, a darkness retreat. Oh. Now, you've been talking for a living now yeah. for like the last 20, 25 years. years? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. You seem like a very social person. Yeah. I can't imagine you would want to go into a dark cave for 40. I would do it, but it would be a different outcome. While people are looking for <laughs> spiritual enlightenment, yeah. I would get four days of great sleep. <laughs> I would wake up, I would feel rested, and someone would say, did you find yourself? I said, no, because I wasn't looking for myself. <laughs> and I was just going for some rest. Yeah, you're, you're I, I'm not, hibernate. Yeah, basically. it's exactly <laughs> right. I'm, I'm not. Listen, I don't want to mock it because maybe for some people they like it. My I help. have no idea. Yeah. But I'm an inch deep and a mile wide. You know, <laughs> wow. I, I, I can't even do yoga for an hour because I can't concentrate. Uh, you, you know, know, and all you, know that. you need ayahuasca. Oh, I know. I, at first, I thought it was peyote, but it was ayahuasca. Yeah, right? yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. yeah, yeah. yeah. That's probably safe. One of those things, yeah. right? Right. Just <laughs> give it a shot, right? It's the combination, I think, that really gets to the heart of it. Okay, and in honor of Aaron Rodgers, we've been doing this for a lot of people. We know he was a uh, guest in an astrology webinar right, the right. other day. Yes. Uh, what's your sign, sir? My sign is Sagittarius. Okay. Sagittarius. Yes. Would you like your horoscope for today, Mike Golick? I would love it. I mean, I got a half the day to go, so is it going to be good? <laughs> 
Okay, the reason a certain individual is talking so fast is because they don't want you to stop and think long enough to realize they're trying to cheat you. Oh, wow. No. If your sixth sense is telling you they can't be trusted, and it should be, you must listen to it. Oh, so I got to go with my, maybe You're I do need, danger. maybe I do need the dark four days <laughs> so I can have that sixth sense. Yeah, yeah. You know, to figure out what's going on. Wow, that was kind of deep. I wasn't expecting it to be that deep. But my, I, not, not, no, honestly, my eyes almost glazed over. Oh, okay. Yeah. <laughs> I was going to say, is this hitting home for yeah, you at no, all? Yeah, no, not at all. Okay, maybe maybe you and Rogers don't yeah. have that I <laughs> No, we definitely don't. Quite all right. I, have you made a pick for the game yet? I, I, I can't. I'm on the broadcast yeah, team. Oh, right, okay. So, yeah, that would be very bad yeah, as yeah. I'm talking to each team if they know I picked the other team. <laughs> but, you, I mean, I, clearly, it's, he's thinking Eagles. I can tell just by – am I that guy Listen, who's trying to rip off? You're, you're doing no. that thing again. Uh-huh. I know. Uh, I, I figured you'd say that. <laughs> no, no, Maggie, Maggie – I said sir. overconfident Eagles fans – guys are a dangerous I, I, bunch. I walked off the set. She's like, oh, you beat the Giants and then injured Brock Purdy, and, you know, you haven't proven yourself yet. I yeah, I'm like, you guys are climbing, mean, climbing, climbing up poles. But what's the regular season? I mean, didn't they prove themselves in the regular season? They beat the snot out of everyone except for games Jalen wasn't around for. Second, yeah. second yeah. easiest you, schedule. But you know what I say? They say, well, what do you, what do you say to those that if, if they said, well, you didn't play anybody in the playoffs? I'd clear my throat, and I'd say <clears> – <throat> Don't care. <laughs> I'm in the Super Bowl and you're not. That's it. <laughs> Fantastic. Mike Golick is uh, on behalf of Gridiron Greats, uh, Southern Recipe Small Batch, Pork Rind Appreciation Day. Mentioned the incredible pick sacks for snacks, yes. right? Uh-huh. $5,000 in a year of pork rinds is the grand prize. And isn't it That's a fantastic a grand thing. prize? Yes. Uh, Mike, always great to see oh, you. Thank pleasure. you so my much pleasure. for doing this. It is Maggie and Perloff. We're here on Radio Row. We're going to keep the guests coming. Uh, up next, T. Higgins, wide receiver for your Cincinnati Bengals, will join the program. We'll get to the bottom of what happened in that AFC championship game and what his future looks like. Is he going to be in Cincinnati? That's a big question. More Maggie and Perloff from Radio Row. Come on back. Welcome back to Maggie and Perloff. And again, another guest who just tortured my Buffalo Bills. Another (laughs) guest uh, who we have to talk about their excellent performance in the postseason. No, we're happy to. T. Higgins is here from the Cincinnati Bengals on behalf of Old Spice. Perloff trying to impress him with his wide receiver gloves on. (laughs) T., how would you describe this season for you? Um... Uh, I feel like it was it was it went pretty good. Obviously, not the ending that you know we wanted, but I feel like I had a pretty good season. Pretty yeah. good, yeah. I think you were great this season. <laughs> I, I mean, what did it feel like, and how different was it from years past? Yeah, um, just it just felt good, you know, being on the winning side, winning those um, what, what I think it was 10, 11 straight, mm-hmm. and um, you know that's 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 hard to do it with in the league, and for us to be able to do that this year was was really. Good. You know, yeah. cool to see, and it felt good to do. You know, I was wearing the gloves because you're used to being with Jamar Chase, and you need you're probably more comfortable around an excellent wide receiver. <laughs> Could I be yes. your number two? Or, uh, <laughs> hey, man, if you, as long as you can catch it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Are we sure you can catch the ball? We know you can dress like you can catch the ball. So in Cincinnati, it's funny because I think you can make great argument. You have two number one receivers mm-hmm. with you and Jamar Chase. How do you, I don't know if you ever think about that. How do you view yourself in terms of a number one or a number two? Yeah, um, obviously I view myself as a number one. Yeah. And But, you know, at the end of the day, uh, I got Chase on the other side. We complement each other. And um, I, I feel like that's that's how we, you know, go about it. Um, you know, uh, then we got TB right there with at the number three. And um, he's, he's a great Great guy, that great vet that helps me and Chase out when we need help. So, 
yeah, Boyd is excellent as yeah. well. T. Higgins is our guest. Now, you're going into the last year of your rookie deal. You're not a free agent, but there's been some talk about your future. If you could plan this out perfectly, how do you hope this offseason goes? And I love Cincinnati. I love being in the city. I love the fans there. And I love, you know, everything that, that, that's going forward for, for this organization. So um, I would love being in Cincinnati for a long time. Really? Okay. Yeah, I mean, I, I'm totally down with it. I mean, you guys got something special going. Is how much does Joe Burrow factor to that? Um, I, you know, a lot. You know, um, just just playing playing with him is 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 unbelievable. You know, um, when I first got there, I didn't think you know um, that I didn't think that we was gonna be you know this good so fast. You know, uh, I thought we was gonna have to build up to it. And you know, me and Joe, we knew that. And um, when we came in, he told me he said we can build something special here. And then that very next year we drafted Chase, and obviously uh, we went on that that Super Bowl run, and I was like, oh yeah, this is exactly what he was talking about. Okay, settle something for us because you know he gets a lot of praise for how cool he dresses, but then Jamar said that he's actually his personal stylist, and then in real life Joe Burrow's dressing like khaki pants, you know, looks like a soccer dad. Looks yeah. like me. Yeah, right. Chase, Sad dad. Chase definitely gets Joe's right. Get Joe right. You know, um, I've seen him buy clothes for Joe multiple times, and. Uh, we're just trying to get them to step it up a little bit. That's it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, baby steps, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Build this thing brick by brick. Uh, T. Higgins is our guest on behalf of Old Spice Swagger. Okay, so let's talk a little bit about the AFC Championship game. Do you want to unpack that? I mean, I can't imagine how you guys must have felt. On the outside, a lot of people were talking about officiating and then the end of the game. But what were you guys talking about in the locker room about why that went yeah, south? Yeah, at the end of the day, you, you, can, you can talk about officiating, but, I mean, us players don't want to, for real, you know, because um, it's, it's other stuff we could have did within the game to, to make it not come down to, you know, what what it did, you know what I'm saying? Then um, obviously the play at the end to put them in more of a field goal range was was obviously not something that we wanted to do. Um, Joe, didn't, he didn't mean that. He didn't really – he was just trying to make a football play at the end Osai of the day. At the end. Yeah. Yep. And, oh, yeah. But, you know, um, they played great over there they was able to finish and we just wasn't able to finish at the end of the day i think that mahomes's ankle weirdly like i don't think it's going to be a factor like <laughs> he played on it four days later against you guys he, he's he limping looked, at the end he but. looked at normal to me when he was playing he and he had a hell of a game so i'm an eagles fan i don't want to hear that <laughs> you ever have a high ankle sprain or an injury uh, like i've that? definitely had one before and uh it's, it's hard to play on it and i'm yeah. really shocked that he did and you know hats off to him to going well, out there and getting it done to cut i mean that must be really hard i, I mean quarterback you got to drop back and you know and the, the pockets getting collapsed you got to move around and he was able to do that which is you know crazy to see so we've had a few big time receivers here we had garrett wilson yesterday and Justin Jefferson today, and they were arguing. Garrett said Ohio State is wide receiver U. Justin Jefferson clearly said LSU. And then I saw DeAndre Hopkins walking around. So is which is it? Clemson is in the mix, right? I'm definitely going Clemson. You know, of course. Um, we had a we had a th feeling. Obviously, uh, you got what me, Hop, Sammy Watkins, uh, Martavius Bryant when he was in the league. Yep. Um, Mike, Mike Williams, Ray Ray McLeod's in the wow. league. Um, uh, this, a guy who caught a Hunter Renfro, to win a championship. Yeah, don't forget him. I can keep going. Mario Rogers. I can keep going on and on. 
That's crazy. Yeah, I, I, it's funny how these schools, there's, what's it like to go from college where you have so much talent in the room to the pros and you join a guy like Chase? It must be a good competition. Oh, yeah, for sure. Uh, we compete with, with everything, whether it be practice, games, uh, how many catches, how many yards, how many touchdowns. Uh, we compete every single day just to make each other better. What about celebrations? You guys? Oh, yeah, we, we, definitely come, <laughs> we definitely come up with celebrations. Uh, the guy that really comes up with it is Joe Mix. Uh, oh, yeah. yeah, he he's the dancing, he's the dancing king in the last in the locker room. So when he took the coin out and oh, then kicked good. it oh, yeah. into the stands, yeah, we all saw that one for sure. T Higgins, <laughs> just a few more minutes with you on behalf of Old Spice Swagger deodorants, body washes, everything. Um, Trevor Lawrence, one of your college teammates, obviously. <laughs> it was almost like that rookie year, like didn't happen, and then we got to see like the real Trevor Lawrence mm -hmm. this year. Would you agree? Yeah, I agree. Um, you know, obviously he didn't have the rookie year that he wanted. But, you know, this, this last year, I, I seen Trevor, you know, play his game. Um, he had finally got some weapons, and um, he just been distributing the ball like, like I know he can. All right, who's got more swagger, Trevor or Joe Burrow? Ooh, tough. I'm going to have to go Joe because Joe, he liked the style a little bit. Trevor more of a just a suit guy, you know, um, He's business. he hair, though. I know. But at the same time, Joe likes to wear his suits, but on Joe's suits, he liked the designs and stuff like that, so. <laughs> And then he got the glasses, so I'm gonna <laughs> have to go. I'm gonna have to go with Joe Burrow now. Uh, T, you really use Old Spice? You love oh yeah, it? every single day. Yeah. You know, it, it always keep me fresh. You know, before games, you know, before practice, after practice, after games. You know, I like to just you know throw it on and and, and feel good. One last one for you, a little bit more serious. You had a concussion this year. Mm -hmm. League came out and said that concussions were up 18 percent. Did you notice a difference in like the protocols, like from years past, and like were they a little bit more like intense or something? Yeah, yeah. Um, the protocols are, are definitely you know more more intense. Uh, you gotta check in every single day, go through a checklist uh, just to make sure you know everything's okay and make sure you're not getting no, none of those symptoms. So um, it's definitely a lot, but once you get past it and you pass the test, you're all good. Like we saw Tua this year, you know, get several concussions. Like, you've been through it yourself. Mm -hmm. Is it, you know, crazy to think after having multiple in a season that he's going to, like, be back to normal? Um, you know, hopefully. Yeah. Um, he, he'll be back to normal. Hopefully nothing is uh, nothing too serious. But obviously two concussions in one season is, is, is crazy, um, you know, because one is enough honestly and uh just just seeing him have two especially the, how they was you know versus us and then versus uh the first one he had was you know is pretty serious so t higgins can't tell you how much we yeah. appreciate this on behalf of old spice swagger deodorants and body washes old spice swagger gives you the confidence to perform under the spotlight 24 7 long lasting freshness appreciate you yeah thank you t. good luck this off season keeping thank an you. eye on that t higgins from the cincinnati Bengals. more maggie and perloff after this from Radio Row in Phoenix, Arizona. Welcome back to Maggie and Perloff live from Radio Row. Very exciting. Uh, I've had a lot of awkward media encounters with people that <laughs> know me and I don't know, but I handle it really well. Look at you, but, Flex. No, I mean, <laughs> that doesn't man. happen to you a thousand times? Uh, maybe a little. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, I just don't remember anybody. Yeah. It's terrible. But I did spend, like a goldfish. did spend a half hour talking to Kirk Cousins about yeah. kids. He's got a three-year-old son like you. Oh, yeah? And Does he want to bring him up to the podium? Uh, <laughs> no, I, I didn't. I've been trying to distance myself from that <laughs> take because I everything I write now, by the way, Someone says, 
somehow works in your hot take about <laughs> kids should not be at the podium in, in creative ways. I, I know you get it, too. I thought that was where this was going. What else did Kirk Cousins have to say? You guys got to talk a little bit off the air. It was just that having boys is a different animal than having girls. Mm. And Maggie, I feel bad for you. <laughs> uh, yeah, I, I, told him what, I told him what, about our interview with Justin Jefferson, uh, which was interesting to me. Yeah, I mean, they are really good offense. I said, hey, you guys did great this year. But I, I didn't tell him this, but I don't know how the Vikings get over the top. Your idea is sign another receiver. I mean, that's what I thought. You know, just because Jefferson is sitting here saying, I'm double teamed, I'm triple teamed, yeah. you know, it's an entire defense is just keying up just to stop me. I mean, listen, maybe that's a little bit on Dalvin Cook, too, you know, and yeah. getting the run game going a little bit. And no disrespect to Adam Thielen, who's going into year 10. Well, know? DeAndre Hopkins has been walking around. Everybody wants DeAndre. Everybody wants another big-name receiver, yep. like A.J. Brown of the Eagles. But the Chiefs? They lost their big-name receiver, and they're right here. So yeah. I don't know that it's that simple. Well, they have the best quarterback in the league, so a little bit different. Yeah, I mean, the second-best quarterback on Sunday behind Gerald Hurts. <laughs> yeah, I know. Uh, let the Eagle fly Actually, you fly. know, it's not that different because Aaron Rodgers was the best, reigning That's MVP, true. and he fell apart without Devonta. It's so hard to tell. I, I think the Vikings need to fix the defense, and I think they're headed that way. So it's interesting. You know, what, do you need the top five quarterback to win a Super Bowl? I think you believe you do. Um, I don't know. It's funny because we've been talking about super teams now yeah. because of the NBA and yeah, obviously absolutely. the massive trade with Kevin Durant. It's so different in the NFL. Do you need a top five quarterback? No, you don't need it. I mean, your Philadelphia Eagles won a Super Bowl with Nick Foles, who nobody thought was a top five quarterback. It's not even a top 15 quarterback. But you had such a complete team, and I think that's more what this Eagles team is like, a more complete team with a much better quarterback, Jalen Hurts, a much more dangerous quarterback with Hurts. I don't think you necessarily need a top five. No, but your Bills have Josh Allen. Yeah. When you have a Josh Allen, the expectation is Super Bowl or bust. Definitely. There's, there's no other. So it's sort of a catch twenty two. I mean, to transition to the NBA, yeah. the other Kevin Durant in Phoenix, they have Kevin Durant. Now, what's what's a good season? A ring? Have, no, have to win. Have to win and not even get get to the finals, but they've been to the finals. They were at the finals without Kevin Durant. Like now, you you are hoping this is the put you over the top. And listen, I mean, super teams, yeah, they work sometimes. They do, yeah. but they've also become a bit of like a cautionary tale in the NBA because you have a super team like the Warriors that's like put together a dynasty. You have super team like when LeBron James went to Miami, yeah. where you win two rings, but. There's been some spectacular fails with super teams. Wait, but the Golden State's not a super team. Why not? Because they all came up organically. Super team means you're bringing guys from the outside. That's like a mercenary team. A mercenary team. And also, Steph Curry, Clay Thompson. But Durant going to the Warriors became a super team. Oh, you're right. Oh, my (laughs) gosh. Well, yes, but not exactly. They didn't pull everyone in from the outside. And Draymond Green is not part of a super team. That's what I keep saying to you. You define super team because these guys win titles. I mean, listen. James Harden is not super. I, what defines a super team? Why are the Suns a super team? Well, because they have future Hall of Famer Chris Paul, who I know but is at the end of his he's career. He's 38 years old. They have future Hall of Famer and still one of the top five players in the league in Durant when he's healthy. Devin Booker, as I know I for you, amazing. is one of your favorite. I mean, honestly, like Booker, Tatum, like these are two guys who could be the future and are the future yeah. of the league. And then you have Aiton, who you paid money to, and who is a you know former top pick. So it's a super team. No, no, no. You just killed your depth with I, this trade, but you're a super team. I disagree. I think you need three superstars to be a super team who are not on their original team. Then, then well, Miami, not even that. Not even that. No, yeah. I think you have two superstars with this team. I think you have Kevin Durant and Devin Booker. 
I don't think you can count Chris Paul as a superstar anymore. And DeAndre Ayton is a center in a league that doesn't like centers. So I think there's just two. No, but I think that, well, if you want to go back to the original question about pressure and what's, I mean, you want to talk about Chris Paul finally winning a ring? Yeah, but. 38 years old? It's not about him anymore. Do you consider Dallas with Luka and Kyrie a super team? No. Because they just have two. You need three. You need three, I think, for the super team. And so the Warriors definitely count. It's Steph, it's Clay, and it was Durant. When they added Durant. Yes. But when you originally had Draymond, Steph, and Clay, that's not super team at all. Super team, you're right. I I hadn't thought about that. In the Maggie and Perloff dictionary, it means bringing in from the outside. (laughs) Super. Yeah. I mean, remember the Eagles dream team in 2011 when they brought in. Yeah, Namde (laughs) Asawa. They paid a boat like $30 million a year back then, and Vince Young. Uh, Vince Young was the one who said we have a dream team. You're right. But we all. We always (laughs) mess it up in the moment, Maggie. We always think. This is going to work. Okay, we think, so do you think this Phoenix one's going to work? I think this is going to work. Okay, so you're falling right back into I, the trap. Absolutely. <laughs> I don't think I don't think Dallas will work. Dallas, I still I still don't know if they have enough. They're going to be they're, yeah. they're going to be Denver. I mean, I know you think Denver frauds because you don't like Jokic, but that whoa 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 whoa. That's putting I'm a lot sorry. into my mouth. Had, is that not your take? It's, it is my take, but <laughs> th- that is I what do I say? No, I, I <laughs> when you say it, uh, I think that Denver is not built for the playoffs. They've not done well in the playoffs. They don't scare well, you. Well, they're healthier now. What are you talking? Oh, because they didn't have Jamal Murray last yeah. year, but they no they they've had Jamal Murray and, and Jokic in the playoffs and not and done Porter. anything. And, oh, okay. He's yeah. not going to say No. Okay. Give me the Warriors then. If you or Miss Nuggets. Come well, on. I'm just wondering about, I mean, I know Steph Curry's injury isn't season ending, but like, let's see. You know? That, yeah. That looked like they it, just mailed it. I, I'm not sure. Hey, we have not talked about the impact. The Lakers are making deals left and right. And before the Durant trade, the lead on ESPN, because it's LeBron, was, hey, did the Lakers add enough? To be a real contender. And maybe you could convince yourself if you squinted that D'Angelo Russell could be that missing piece. But now that Durant's in Phoenix, that feels like yesterday's news. Yeah, it does. It feels like all the good vibes from L.A. kind of got blown out of the water. So it's like D'Angelo Russell. I mean, it's kind of like getting rid of Westbrook is kind of feels like it's a value add. Like the addition by subtraction because, you know, the final straw obviously is the news that came out that Darvin Ham and Russell Westbrook got into it at halftime of the game where LeBron breaks Kareem's all-time scoring record. Like, that's not what you want. On a night <laughs> that's supposed to be celebratory, you know, and by the way, you got a game you really, you know, you're battling right now with OKC, who's one spot ahead of you as you're vying for the play-in tournament. You want to win that game and the LeBron thing on top of it, like, you know, get into it with the coach at halftime. Like, that's just bad vibes all over the place. So Westbrook gone, D'Angelo Russell in, uh, I mean, another scorer, not really a big defense guy, but, you know, can distribute the ball as well. And then they just traded for Mo Bamba. Patrick Beverly yeah. is now gone. Mo Bamba is in. Who Mo Bamba, who had a nice season for Miami last year, but his minutes were severely cut this season. So maybe they found a, another contributor here. Or was that uh, addition by subtraction as well? Uh, yeah, I don't know. I didn't feel like Patrick Beverly was not worth the squeeze there. All right, what is Mo Bamba's averaging? 7.3 well, look at last points year. a game. Ten, okay. Over 10 points a game last year. He, he was fine. He's fine. Yeah, it's just... You're tinkering around the enough. margins here, though, with the Lakers, right? It's always going to be... LeBron and KD and now with D'Angelo Russell you know what what does that give you I it doesn't give you like a contender no in my opinion because also I don't know how long Anthony Davis is going to be healthy and I hate to say that but I mean he's unfortunately proved me right I was thinking when LeBron was setting the record man he is still so good yeah he's so good he's so good 
it's a waste at 38 that he's not winning the title. Oh, I think I, I think our C. Yeah, our next guest is walking over towards a, us now. A who big Lakers fan is like and become like a de facto mascot, like the yeah. Spike Lee for the Knicks. Now our next guest has kind of become that for the Lakers. Shannon Sharp is making his way to the podium. He's not, that, he's not that big, Maggie. Oh, I could, come on. I could take him. I swear to you, you and Sully are friends. Like, I'm just sitting here to see if if I'm actually, like, if how much bigger Shannon Sharp is than me. Yeah. People are He's like, not that much bigger than me. <laughs> that's not true. No, Don't I'm Don't lie to people who this is theater no, 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 of the no, no, mind. No. no, he's about my height. <laughs> he's not. He's not. And he's going to be coming over and, here in just a moment. I mean, he's a good, uh, yeah, he's a good shape. I don't know. I could take him. You know, I feel bad in a way for Shannon Sharp because he probably gets this now everywhere he goes. Shannon Sharp, the Hall of Fame tight end, the host of Undisputed. Shannon Sharp, we're telling uh, that you are now like Spike Lee is for the Knicks. You're now for the (laughs) Lakers. You're the mascot. But my co-host just said, and we're obviously on radio, we're streaming on YouTube.com, but he said, oh, Shannon Sharp, I'm as big as him. I'm like, don't lie to me. Wait, how tall are you? I'm 6'2". So I'm 6'3". It doesn't matter. He still looks taller than you. <laughs> and he's still in better shape than you. Don't compare. Yeah. What? How many could you have your right arm tied behind your back? I. You could take me in any circumstance. Don't you uh, think? That all depends on what we're doing. I mean, if we're working out, I'm probably stronger than in one arm than you are in both. But <laughs> No, if it, I mean, if it was a fight, which would never happen. <laughs> <laughs> no, I, done got, I done got too old to fight. Those 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 guys at Memphis scared me, so I'm, I'm done. Yeah, right. My my, my 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 wolfing days are over. You know, Shannon, and if you're joining us on behalf of uh, talk about prostate cancer, which mm-hmm. we'll get to in just a moment. Talk that talk. You know, you have become the de facto mascot here for the L.A. Lakers, which I'm sure you wear <laughs> with pride because that's not a you know it's an exclusive club to get into. With the trades now, uh, Russell Westbrook is gone. D'Angelo Russell is here, and now Mo Bamba is here. With Be- Patrick Beverly sent out, how much does this change the outlook for the Lakers in reality? Well, I, I, I still think they need another piece. I think they need another shooter. Still, um, I like it. I think D'Angelo Russell is a—he's a, a, a better, more efficient offensive player than Russ. Uh, he doesn't <laughs> provide some of the things that Russ does. Russ is great at in the. Of getting the attacking, uh, he's a great change of pace guy. He'll attack the rim. He's great in transition. Turnovers are a little high. He's not the most efficient, and as he's aged, his efficiency has gotten even worse. Um, but I, the, the, he doesn't cheat you. He plays hard. I just hope he ends up. Uh, I don't know if he's going to get bought out by Utah. I just hope he ends up somewhere that they embrace him, allow him to play a style of basketball. Now he can't be that high usage, inefficient poor shooter, turnover-prone guy, but I hope he can, can 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 morph into something that he's embraced because I like Russ. I like the fact that he plays hard on a nightly basis. He doesn't cheat you, um, but I'm not so sure the style of basketball that he wants to play, I'm just not so sure that you can win with that style of play. What was your reaction the other night when LeBron set the record? I couldn't believe it because I was the probably only guy in the building that didn't believe that he was going to break the record. Because 36 points just doesn't grow on trees. <laughs> yeah. I mean, people seem like, oh, he's going to get the record. No, I'm like, do y'all understand how, how hard 36 points is to get? And, <laughs> and, 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 and He makes it look easy. He, he, he makes it look easy. And, but to, to, I'm old enough to remember when Kareem set the record in 84 when he threw the sky hook on Mark Eaton mm-hmm. and Thomas and Mack. And people don't realize that Kareem played, played until 88. He retired in 88. 
So he added another 6,800 points to the scoring record mm -hmm. because the record was, uh, I think, Wilt had the record at 31,419. He ended up with 38,367. So, wow. to, uh, 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 something like that. So what LeBron is, let's just say for the sake of argument, if LeBron adds 6,800 or 7,000 more points to the record, what he has right now, that's over 45,000 points. But Shannon, is he going to add more titles? He need. I look at I look at LeBron like Tom. Tom could still put up numbers, but they didn't have the impact they did when he was younger. So you have to add more pieces around him. Tom needs better. Tom needs more. You see, when he first got to Tampa, he had Godwin, he had Mike Evans, he had better players. Now these players have gotten a little older. He he needs even better players. That's kind of what LeBron does. He needs better players around him because you see, he's averaging thirty. But that 30 doesn't have the same mm -hmm. impact that it did when he was in uh, uh, Cleveland the first time or in Miami the first time or when he went back to Cleveland. That 30 doesn't have the same impact. So Tom throwing for 300 yards, it doesn't have the same impact that it did <laughs> early in his career when he was in New England. Wait a minute. So when you were at the game when LeBron broke the record, you didn't think he was going to break it. But when Jay-Z walked in and his wife and his mom, is that what finally tipped you off? It's like, oh, wait a minute. Phil Knight is here from Nike. Maybe tonight is the night. Well, I, I, I know they want, they didn't want to run the risk of him breaking and not be there. So <laughs> I believe okay. those same cast of characters were going to be, back? Was gonna be nice. back tonight because, you know, they played Milwaukee tonight. Yeah, He's not playing, by the way. Oh, he's not? No, they, I, I believe I just saw that he's not going to play. But I told him because had he not broken the record, I was going to fly back. I had a private, had already, you know, we was getting ready to have a private jet to fly back, make it, and come back because I still have to do the show tomorrow. So I said, bro, after the game, when he walked over to the side, he hugged yeah. me, congratulated me for being there. Uh, he thanked me for being there. I said, bro, you saved me a lot of money. Because <laughs> I was damn sure coming back. And I'd already, I had already told, told my bosses at Fox, I said, I don't care. What we're doing, if LeBron James is playing, I'm going to go see. If it's in L.A., I'm flying to go see him play. Uh, we're talking to Shannon Sharp. Of course, I, ha I hate asking all these basketball questions to such a great football player. Real quick, Kevin Durant in Phoenix, bus driver or bus passenger? Well, I look at it a lot. Look, Charles and Chuck and Kenny, I look at the, the game. He's a, he's a bus driver. I mean, Kevin Durant is – is a transcendent player. He's a historical figure in the NBA, and you cannot tell the story of the NBA without telling Kevin Durant being a, a participant in it. I just think the thing is now, um, I like I like the addition. Um, what does CP3 have left, though? Devin Booker, that hamstring has been a problem for him. Mm -hmm. Kevin Durant has missed 83 games in three years. I'm not talking about the first year he got to Brooklyn and he rehabbed the entire season. So that's 83 games and counting. So that's about 27. So we're with 27 games a season. Okay. He's going to be out through the All-Star game. How many more games do they play before then? And is he coming back right out of the All-Star break or does it, it goes into March? So now the history says these guys fall apart more so than not. You have to factor that in. I'm not taking anything away from Book. Book can go get buckets with the best of them. We know what KD is. He's probably the most efficient least needing of the ball player that we've seen ever. Yep. But he has an injury history that needs to be discussed. Yeah. Devin Booker has an injury history that needs to be discussed. Chris Paul, we saw Chris Paul not look like the same Chris Paul when they played the Mavericks. He had some spells in, against uh, the Pelicans where he didn't look like himself. And this year, no one can tell me, oh, that's that's Chris Paul from five years ago. It's not. Mm -hmm. And then who are they going to defend? You lose your best wing defender, 3 and D guy, Mikael Bridges. You lose Jay Crowder. 
And then DeAndre Ayton, he plays, I guess, what kind of when he feels like it. <laughs> he can give you 20 and 18, but he can give you 10 and 6. And then how often is he and Monty going to butt heads again? Because have they, have they repaired that? It's all in the stew. We got one more quick one for you before we get about talk the talk. We know this is important to you. We want to get it in, but very quickly, you're a Hall of Fame tight end. Is Travis Kelsey the best tight end ever? I think if he wins the Super Bowl, um, I think he still has at least two years um, in this in this wheelhouse where he's right now. I think he has six or seven consecutive years with a thousand yard receiving season. No other tight end has more than four, and he's strung together six or seven. Um, you look at his body of work come playoff time. He has the second most touchdowns. He's tied with Gronk um, behind Jerry Rice. I think when it's all said and done, he's going to have the most compelling case that he's the greatest tight end to ever play. Talk that talk. It's a something that's near and dear to you about men getting checked out for prostate cancer. It is. Um, we're asking black men um, to go get screened, start getting screening at the, screened at the age of 40. Excuse me, guys. I'm losing my voice here. I've been talking <laughs> about six hours now. <laughs> We ask black men to go get screened at the age of 40. Prostate cancer, black men are, are two times more likely to develop prostate cancer than the white counterpart. There's a 68% chance that if you're a black male and your father have developed prostate cancer or a brother have developed prostate cancer, you'll also develop it. But it's one of the most treatable and curable forms of cancer if diagnosed, if screened early, diagnosed early, and get treatment. There's a 96% survival rate if screened early, diagnosed, and treated early. I'm in that 96%. Now, because of my history, my dad died at 39. He had two brothers mm. that didn't make it to the age of 50. So that's three brothers in one family that barely got to, didn't make it to 50. My, brother, my dad died at 39. So I started getting screened at 35. I got screened, and, uh, and I just remember the, the, the person that did the screening didn't, wasn't the person that called me back. Now my heart's beating fast. Mm. I'm like, why, why, you always, you always call when it's clear, when it's routine. Now all of a sudden the lady, and she's being very, very professional. She's being very, very slow. I'm like, lady, this is not a movie. Just get to it. I got cancer, don't I? Because that's kind of what I was like, I got cancer, don't I? And so to hear that C word, yeah. I had no symptoms, no abdominal pain, uh -huh. didn't urinate the blood or anything like that. And so it was, it was, it was, it was tough to hear that the C word, yeah. but because I got screened early, I was able to get the treatment I needed and, and beat it. The Hall of Famer, Shannon Sharp. TalkThatTalkPC.com. That's where you get the information. TalkThatTalkPC.com. Shannon, thank you. Thanks We're for back with on. more after this from Radio Rope.